0: Welcome to MuggleCast, weekly ride into the Wizarding World fandom. And with the holiday season now in full swing, we thought we'd drop a bonus episode of the show. Normally we're off this week because of Thanksgiving, but we thought we'd do a little extra one this year to highlight some cool Harry Potter-inspired gift ideas. Did everybody survive Thanksgiving here? Yeah. Yeah. I am I am so full. We're totally recording this after Thanksgiving. <laughs>
1: I see I'm the only one who, like, I wardrobe changed, I I background (laughs) changed, nobody else did anything.
2: Damn, I considered doing that. Well, let me take this shirt off I did it for
1: Chloe, because, you know, I'm sure she's going to be
2: clipping something for social media media. media. It's more dynamic. I thought about doing that. Well done, Micah.
0: Yeah, we're definitely not recording this right after episode 588. Wink, wink. Hashtag sarcasm. But anyway, we've done gift guides (laughs) for four years now, including this year. The first was our favorite official Harry Potter items. The second and third gift guides were our favorite fan-made Harry Potter items. And this one is going to look at gifts that are going to be great for Harry Potter fans, but aren't necessarily screaming Harry Potter. So we're going to start with Harry Potter adjacent. And then naturally, we're going to get into some Harry Potter stuff, whether official or fan-made. But for more gift ideas, do check out those older episodes. We'll have them in the show notes and uh, we'll plug them again later in today's episode.
2: Yes, specifically they were 444, 493, and 540. If anybody just has a podcast, catcher app. For all the books that we
0: recommend today, and we're going to make several book recommendations, we do encourage you to use a local bookstore, you know, not Barnes & Noble. I love Barnes & Noble, but we all know we need to support local bookstores to keep them alive as well. Or if there isn't maybe a local gifts bookstore close to you, check out bookshop.org. With bookshop.org, each purchase on the website helps you support your local bookstore. And to do that, you just visit their store locator page and select the bookstore that you would like to support. And if you don't choose a store, you'll contribute to their profit sharing pool that helps all the local bookstores that they support. All right. So, first category today if you like Harry Potter, then you would like these books. And I want to start with one that. I haven't read myself, but Mike, I know you have. It's the Magicians series by Lev Grossman. You check this out, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's been a couple of years since I read the series, but uh, I definitely enjoyed it. I know that uh, it was adapted to a TV series as well. Lev Grossman is a huge Harry Potter fan. and I would say, too, this series is more adult in nature, uh, and it probably taps into a lot of the things that... We would want if we went to Hogwarts uh, a little bit older, maybe in our teenage years or even our college years. This this felt like a very much a a college uh, student going off to the wizarding world, uh, but definitely not the wizarding world. I, I I definitely recommend it. At least reading the first book. There's there's a few in the series, and one of the other things that I really liked about it too is that. You learn more about how magic is actually created. That's cool. Kind of more of that discussion we were having, Laura, a couple of episodes ago, um, where we we're talking kind of the um, physics, chemistry, and the physics behind everything. There's there's much more of that uh, in this, um, and there's some other like parallel worlds that it gets into. So, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Cool. I did. I think. Anybody on this panel would, if if they haven't read it already.
3: Well, I think I know of a book series I need to get Mark this holiday season because, um, and I mean, this might spoil it for him because he listens to the show, but he listens like delayed. I think he's a few weeks behind, so it'll be fine.
0: Oh, one of those types of listeners.
3: So he'll
1: listen to the... The gift guide episode in January when you've already gotten him
3: so here's the thing he's usually around when I'm recording so he kind of hears the show by default we live in an 800 square foot apartment so he kind of can't get away from it but I should get this for him because he complains about this with Harry Potter all the time
2: I can totally picture that
3: loves Harry Potter but it's a big gripe of his (laughs) in case y'all couldn't tell. It's, like,
2: it's not explained how it works or at all.
1: Yeah. The interesting thing about this series too is, is it does have like a Hogwarts comparison and I believe the school is called Break Bills. And yeah. there's also, it, it kind of starts out with a young man who has read this book series for a very long period of time growing up in his life, right? So like in his, he, he, he hasn't let go of it, right? Like he's this older person who much like us who hasn't let go of Harry Potter he and, and <laughs> it's, it's a little
2: close to home
1: it is getting a little close to home. I I'm sure there's other people who can explain this a lot better than I can but no you're doing great basically he he comes across the actual version of what's in this book uh book series so uh, yeah there, there's a lot of stuff that hits close to home and you could tell that Lev is a Harry Potter fan because I think there are elements of this that are woven into his um His series. There might even be like a couple of Harry Potter references along the way too.
0: Okay. So yeah, I've often heard of this described as Harry Potter for adults. So don't expect all the whimsic- Whimsy. The whimsy that you can expect to find in Harry Potter, but I've heard very good things. So this is a good one to check out for somebody who likes Harry Potter and might be looking for something else. Now, kind of on the flip side of Harry Potter for adults, I also wanted to recommend Percy Jackson by Rick Riordan. This series has been blowing up in popularity in recent years. It's been around for a while, but it still remains a very strong fandom. A lot of Harry Potter fans, maybe defecting <laughs> isn't the right word, but a lot of Harry Potter fans have have been enjoying Percy Jackson in recent years because this is a very healthy fandom, a very good story, and very it's a very active fandom too in terms of new content. Disney Plus is currently adapting the books for television, and people are very excited about this because the movies didn't really do the books justice. Uh, Rick himself, the author, infamously has Mm. poo-pooed the movies publicly multiple times, and he is very involved with the TV series unlike he was with the movies. So people are really looking forward to the TV adaptation. Very high expectations there. But yeah, check this series out. There's lots of spinoffs too. So there's a lot of um, books for you to read. And even though it is technically for middle school aged readers, adults have been reading it too and liking it very much.
2: Yeah, if you talk about a fandom that's totally just feels alive right now in ways that the Harry Potter fandom even doesn't uh, it's Percy Jackson man. it's it's uh, especially because of that series that's being developed to your point point. and from Chloe she says uh, actually Percy Jackson is the book series Gen Z grew up with similar to millennials with Harry Potter so it's that next generations fantasy series. So, yeah. I can't can't imagine what Chris Columbus did wrong in the movie adaptation, but I'm excited <laughs> that these books are out there, and they're giving it another go. Chris Columbus did Percy Jackson the movie? yep, oh, I totally forgot that, yeah, wow,
3: yeah, I think they were
2: I, I, that's why I was like, there's no way this could go wrong, but people yeah, hated it.
3: I think they were really trying to make Percy Jackson the next Harry Potter, oh, yeah, in terms of like cultural phenomenon. And I'm not, not going to sit here and say that Percy Jackson hasn't had that effect. I think it's just different and the timing um, just hit, you know, uh, in a way where Harry Potter had, like, already blown up. And I think it was kind of hard to compete with it. And I've, I've never read Percy Jackson. My brother read it and really liked it. And it's actually something that I've always wanted to circle back to. Because I've heard great things about it.
2: There are 15 books. Wow. Uh, Wow. Five in the, yeah, five in the Percy Jackson series, and then two sequel series, one called The Heroes of Olympus and one called The Trials of Apollo. All of those are five books each.
0: And actually, Rick recently announced he is doing a direct sequel to the core series, uh, and it's going to be out this September. And it's going to star Percy, Annabeth, and Grover again, which is a big deal for readers. So, here's another one that I really think Harry Potter fans will like. This is the Simon Snow Trilogy by Rainbow Roll. And so, this is actually a spin off of Rainbow's excellent novel, Fangirl, one of my favorite YA novels ever. Fangirl is about a girl who writes fan fiction, uh, very much inspired by Harry Potter. Rainbow is actually a um, big Harry Potter fan herself. It's a good YA romance. But the Simon Snow Trilogy, like I said, it's a spin-off of Fangirl because in Fangirl, the lead character is writing the Simon Snow books because it's uh. Harry Potter fan fiction. <laughs> so the Simon Snow trilogy did get published for real after Fangirl was released. This is a three part series that is very much inspired by Harry Potter. And best of all, at least in my mind, the two lead wizards are gay for each other. <laughs> and there's dragons, and there's a castle. So if you want like a gay Harry Potter, check this out
1: with dragons.
0: It's with dragons, gay, yeah, it's got
3: dragons. What's not to love? Yeah, sold. I'm already putting it in my cart.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, do it. This is a this is a great series. I think
1: one other uh, series to recommend, and we brought it up uh, on the show a couple times. This was actually recommended by a patron uh, to me. Uh, a couple of years ago, it's called *The Secrets of the Immortal Nicholas Flamel*, and it's by the Irish author Michael Scott, not the Office character. Um, although that would be interesting too, I think. And it's a it's a contemporary fantasy set in modern day San Francisco. So we're getting something that's you know modern happening in the present, and starts out in San Francisco at the beginning. It inevitably goes to different parts uh, of the world. And what's cool about it is it also features Shadow Realms. Uh, but what I really love about this series is that it interweaves all different types of mythologies, mythological creatures. It has so much in it, and you never know when like a random character is going to pop up um, that you know you read about in history, like Shakespeare is in there. But not Shakespeare that you would think about um, in the traditional sense. So uh, it's just a really, really well done series. It's six books. It uh, starts out um, with The Alchemist, which is appropriate for Nicholas Flamel, and then The Magician, The Sorceress, The Necromancer, The Warlock, and The Enchantress. Cool. I recommend it highly to. Any Harry Potter fan.
2: Okay. And similarly, my book recommendation is for those fans of fantasy that really enjoyed Harry Potter, because I think a wonderful example of a new and different fantasy world, which still involves younger characters, uh, is the Erie on Sea books by none other than Thomas Taylor. We actually had Thomas on Mucklecast 567. He's the uh, artist illustrator of the original cover of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, and he's written what is now a four-book series with more on the way, uh, set in a fictional British seaside town that I just love. I've read the first two books of four. They are Malamander, um, Gargantis, Shadowgast, and Festergrim, and I know several of us had uh, gone on to order these and read these for ourselves. Where are you guys at on uh, the reading of them?
3: I've actually only read Malamander so far, um, but I'm really excited to move on through the series. And honestly, it's one of those things where I was I was so charmed by Thomas when we chatted with him. That was really, you know, I was interested in the premise, but he was so lovely to talk to that. I was like, I just want to support this wonderful human in you know, in his efforts and actually ended up really enjoying the story. So um highly recommend. Um, I still need to pick up the other installments.
1: Same as Laura. I read Malamander. I'm probably now about halfway through the second book. So I'm really enjoying it as well. And what, what I like so much about it, uh, too, is when he posts on social media you get to see where he got a lot of his inspiration uh for some of the things that he includes in his books uh so i i really like that touch to it and it just seems like was it eerie by the sea eerie on the sea like eerie on sea yeah eerie on sea like it's it's a place you could probably go to and experience a lot of the things that that he references in the book so and, I like that.
2: Yeah, and get caught up in an adventure like the main characters Herbert Lemon and Violet Parma. To listen to Thomas Taylor talk a little bit about his book series, it's at the end of MuggleCast five sixty seven. But Laura, you said it. I think charming is the word I would use to describe the books. Um, just like him, the books are charming. And just a shout out: the audiobooks are the are how I've been experiencing the series. Uh, oh. Will M. Watt, the narrator, does amazing work. Uh, at capturing, they're told from the perspective of Herbie Lemon, and and you just get a sense of the fantastical that's occurring. So, highly recommend the audiobooks.
1: The one thing I was going to say, and this also applies for the secrets of the immortal Nicholas Flamel, is that they're easy reads. Right, a lot of times people have things going on, and I know that's where audiobooks can come in clutch. But if you do have the time to sit down and read these books, they are fairly easy reads.
0: Well, speaking of books. We told our patrons in our latest Slug Club Hangout that we were going to be doing this gift guide episode, and some of them had some book recommendations as well. Laura M., The Keeper of the Lost Cities. This is a book series by Shannon Messenger. And then Robert P. recommended one that I've been aware of. I haven't read myself. The Land of Stories series by Chris Colfer. If you recognize that name, he had a major role on Glee for the lifespan of that show. And Robert said, It's the first series since Harry Potter that I engrossed myself in that completely and had that much anticipation for the next book. And there have been several books in the series. He's still writing um, spinoffs, I believe, and they've been very well received. I'm I'm very impressed that uh, you wouldn't expect, no offense, but you wouldn't expect a Star of Glee to go on to have a big fantasy book spirit series, at least in my mind. So well done to Chris Colfer. And then Evelyn B. recommended Farseer Trilogy by Robin Hobb. They say this is an excellent, immersive fantasy with great character development, and there are further trilogies in the same world if you end up liking it. So thanks, patrons, for those book recommendations. Now, next category is From the Stars. And again, following this adjacent to Harry Potter theme, we wanted to remind everybody about several books from Harry Potter stars that have actually been released in the last year or so. First of all, we talked about it recently, Alan Rickman's Madly Deeply, and these are his diaries published by his wife. Um, Our understanding is that he wanted to get these out there at some point, and there's a lot of stuff on Harry Potter in those diaries. If you want to just skip to those. <laughs> and don't want to buy it yourself. Of course, we have that bonus muggle cast on our Patreon, in which we're gossiping about all of Alan Rickman's hot gossip about the Harry Potter movies. Then there's also Tom Felton's Beyond the Wand, and this is a memoir. Micah, you actually did you finish reading that?
1: No, I haven't finished reading it yet. Um more than halfway through. It's definitely a fun read. Uh, but what I like about it in addition to the fact that it's fun it's humorous is that tom is just real and you get a sense for yeah. how real of a person he is i think you know as we've probably talked about on the show over the years right there's there's always a s- tendency for people to look at somebody like tom as being draco and not being tom and i think you just get a real sense for who he is as a person and his family and just the stories he tells like I'll, I'll give a little bit of a spoiler here so the book opens up with a story about him stealing a porn video from a, a store when he was younger and the, the best part about it is like sorry mom you're going to read about this for the first time or hear about it for the first time so like oh, my. you just yeah. and and the other thing that i really like about it is that he grew up around the same time we all did. So there's a lot of throwbacks to things from like the late 80s and the 90s that you can really relate to if you grew up um, during that time. And yeah, it's just his story of of growing up like as as any normal kid. And he talks to a lot about how, you know, Dan, and Rupert were the the big stars. And like when he went back to his, um, his home for school and things like that, like he was still Tom. And like he got picked on and there's just a lot of, Truth in in what what he puts out there, so I think a lot of a lot of listeners will really really like it. Cool.
0: Then also want to mention Ivana Lynch's The Opposite of Butterfly Hunting. This is her memoir. It was released in twenty twenty one, and we had her on to talk about the book. So uh, go back and find that interview if you want to hear her speaking about it. But definitely a great book to check out for fans of Ivana. And by the way, we don't mention this really at all, but Ivana has a vegan beauty box. This is one of these subscription boxes. It's called Kinder Beauty. She co-founded the company with one of her friends. And these beauty boxes let you find new clean and cruelty-free beauty faves at a fraction of the cost. And they donate a portion of every purchase to animal charities.
3: And also, I believe they have a Black Friday sale either going on right now when we're recording this or around Black Friday. So keep an eye out for that. I'm looking at their subscription page right now. And if you... Um, enroll in certain levels of plan. And if you buy things up front, you get a bit of a discount too. Looks like it's about $165 of value in each box. Um, But what you'll pay on a monthly basis is less than $20 per box if you're on a six or 12 month plan.
2: Yeah, just another shout out to Ivana Lynch's book, The Opposite of Butterfly Hunting, which is the realest I've ever seen a book get. Uh, especially in autobiography. She talks very openly, very candidly about some of her struggles, as well as the entire process of her becoming involved in the Harry Potter series and being a huge Harry Potter fan um, to very comic results uh, at times. So it's definitely one of the deepest books that I've ever seen or heard about and high recommendation for it.
0: And then here's a book we haven't mentioned. Bonnie Wright, of course, played Ginny. Go Gently by Bonnie covers actionable steps to reduce your environmental impact at home. This was actually released just this past April. Bonnie has been very active in terms of speaking out about the environment and helping people protect the environment. So it's it's one of her life missions, it seems like, post-Harry Potter. And I see this book getting a lot of good reviews. Who of the trio is going to write the their memoir first, uh, Emma, Emma, Rupert, or Dan? You think Emma, Emma will?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably Emma.
1: I can see Rupert doing a a children's book. He seems like the type who would create like a a fun series.
2: The Ice Cream Man. Yeah, yeah. there you
1: go. You I... think it's Emma though? Yeah, Dan's just got too much other stuff going on. Dan's
2: busy. Yeah, Dan's too busy working. Uh, Rupert's too busy living having a family and Emma is uh, that nice medium of extreme, like good responsibility, but didn't she just do this TV show with Will Ferrell where there was like, it was like a game show the other day. (laughs) They saw her on, she's able to have fun. And I think she's, she'd also be the voice I'd most want to hear from. uh, I think too, talking about her experience and how she had to kind of decide whether to continue her education, continue on the Harry Potter films, all the sort of unique struggles. Like, I'd actually like to read her book the most out of any of the trio.
3: Yeah. And she's also been an amazing activist.
2: Yeah. UN ambassador for women.
3: Yeah. And she she's also someone who has been, um, you know, a proponent of and um, an advocate for sustainable fashion. So I would be really interested in in reading what she has to say. I also just think she's a very interesting person. Not to say that Rupert and Dan aren't, um, but. I always like hearing from women activists um, and and people like her and also feel like we kind of grew up with all three of these people. So, again, there's going to be some of those themes that Micah talked about, um, you know, related to all of us growing up around the same time. Something I do want to give a shout out for to Rupert, though. This isn't something that you can buy somebody unless you want to gift somebody a Netflix subscription. Um, But Rupert actually made an appearance in Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, Um, he's He's in one of the episodes, and he's brilliant. He is so good. If y'all have not watched that yet, highly recommend. I
1: have to look that up. Thanks for the wreck. Yeah. I started watching. I haven't seen him yet.
3: Yeah, he's in one of the later episodes.
0: And I was intrigued by Eric saying Emma Watson and Will Ferrell star in something together. So I Googled it. They're in a pickleball tournament oh. <laughs> on CBS. It looks like it just aired the other day.
2: We got tweeted the other day about it. Uh, ac- okay. Yeah, Yeah, actually, no, my mom saw it on TV. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Pickleball's hot right now. I guess that's why yeah, they is. did a show. Yeah, I think she's got a good sense of humor, but also is like organized enough and smart enough to really like compose a really meaningful work of literature.
0: Or just star in a pickleball tournament. One of the two.
1: Yeah.
2: You'll get the other side of the uh, Tom
1: Felton and yeah. the Watson relationship. Yeah. Oh, boy. Relationship.
2: One day we will get that. He has to do the foreword to her book, and oh my God, would I die. <laughs>
0: Well, transitioning into Harry Potter inspired items, wanted to plug friend of the show, Tyler Stars brand new, the unofficial vegan Harry Potter cookbook. And actually, we wanted to have Tyler on today's episode, but unfortunately, we couldn't make it work due to scheduling conflicts. But still wanted to plug his book, of course, because he's a great guy, a huge Harry Potter fan. This book has 75 recipes for vegans and non-vegans alike, and they have recipes like Molly Weasley's breakfast spread to giant pumpkin patch brownies. And they uh intertwine the recipes with stories. And there's also a foreword from a vegan herself, Ivana Lynch. Oh. And whether or not you're actually vegan, you want to eat vegan food. There's some good stuff yeah, mm-hmm. out there. And um so check out his cookbook. Congratulations to him on on publishing this. I think that was a really exciting moment for him. I mean,
2: yeah. It's pretty cool to have your own book published. That's really it is cool. cool. It's- Especially due to all of the activism that he's done as well. It was a real, yes. real wonderful uh, result here.
3: I think even if we didn't know Tyler personally, this would have been on our recommendations list this year because it is so good. And yeah. it's just like, it's just wonderful to see wonderful humans doing wonderful things and being successful. So congrats, Tyler.
2: Plus more people than ever are vegan. Yep. <laughs> so. Yep. You got it. you everyone has that vegan friend. Give him this cookbook.
0: Okay, so category is now Harry Potter inspired. This one Micah and I can speak to and you may have seen this appear on our social media. There is this coffee company called Expedition Roasters and they do lots of pop culture themed coffees and just this year they released a Harry Potter one called Akio Coffee and this is a butterscotch beer flavored coffee. It is really, really good. The flavoring Amongst all of Expedition Roasters' brews, is not overwhelming. It's just subtle, and that's a good thing because you don't. You want to still taste the coffee, so you just get the notes, as they say. So you got butterscotch, you got caramel in this, and you also got a little marshmallow fluff, they say in this. Mikey,
1: you love this too, right? It tastes very good, and I, I didn't need to add anything to it. I know. In the emails that we had going back and forth with expedition roasters, they said, "Oh, maybe uh you might want to add like a little bit of like a creamer or flavor to it, but you definitely don't need to do it. You can just drink it." black
0: it's great. oh look at this micah micah and i are both black coffee drinkers in recent months it sounds like i don't mean to brag but i i do drink yeah mine. you do
1: and hot coffee drinkers too right
0: uh yep by the way we do have a discount code for people you can use code coffee geeks for 15 percent off an order so check that out. It shows out. you what they think of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, They, they <laughs> thought accurately. <laughs>
1: yeah, they did. But it was just like, oh, why not muggle cast? Oh no, we're going to go with coffee. Maybe they give that code to everybody. I don't know.
0: I'm thinking they do. I'm thinking they do. And the art on the coffee bag, by the way, is very cool. That's part of the appeal of this coffee and this gift. So definitely check out. There
1: are it a out. lot of other, yeah. And I would say too, there's a lot of other good flavors to to take a look yeah. at. They sent A ton of stuff I haven't even had the time to go through, but it's a lot lot of good, fun themed coffee.
0: If you want a holiday one, I just ordered personally on the site. They didn't send a sample. I wanted it so bad. The happiest brew that ever sailed. It's peppermint mocha. And I was like, oh, that's perfect for Christmas. I got to order that. So it just came in yesterday. I'm so excited to have that one. Let's speak about a gift that you can find on Etsy. How about a custom wand from Heartwood wands heartwood wands we actually found earlier this year or maybe late last year they are actually the makers of the muggle cast wand but don't ask them for a muggle cast this <laughs> is a great company this is a couple that are hand carving these wands and there are so many different options for you They're pretty affordable as well. So many colors, so many styles. Eric is currently modeling off the MuggleCast wand, a Patreon exclusive. Yeah. But if you're looking for wand, if you don't want to spend more money on one of these official wands, how about your own wand from Heartwood Wands? So check them out on Etsy. Support a creator. Support some just good people who are out here making wands themselves. And the reviews speak for themselves as well. So I thought we would plug them since we just worked with them earlier this year on the MuggleCast Wands.
2: And here's something that uh, for those of you who decorate for the holidays that aren't necessarily looking to gift something to someone else, but something you would gift to yourself or something you'd gift to somebody who does decorate. uh, I found this in an article for uh, Inspired Holiday Gifts, and there's essentially... A 12-piece white flameless LED taper candles that are... You hang them from fishing line, and you can do the floating candles in your home. This is something that immediately a Harry Potter fan would get. They would understand immediately. And if you're a little handy and don't mind stringing them up, I think it looks great. I've I've been... privileged to have enough friends that actually have had floating candles in their home for various get togethers and things as a explicit Harry Potter reference. And I find it to be very um, successful, very evocative. You just get in the mood right away. Floating candles are like the coolest thing.
1: Are these like the ones they used on set?
2: No, unfortunately, those were real. And they kept uh, dripping. Well,
1: initially they were real.
2: Yeah. And then they kept drip, dripping wax on on people. But no, uh, there's just this uh, I a magic is the company that that has it together. And uh, I have a link in the, uh, the show notes.
0: This next one, I think I found and I was like, oh, this must be where Micah's coworkers got his birthday gift earlier this year. So you can get a custom bobblehead of you as a Hogwarts student. Micah, does this look exactly like the one that you got? Uh
1: it looks a little similar to it,
0: yeah. Okay. Maybe it's not the same exact thing, but I thought this was really cool. This is an Etsy creator. These are a little pricey because they are custom, but they look great. In some of these, like there's a wizard holding a wand and what looks like a school book, and you can actually see a house crest on one of them. So I wanted to plug these since Micah got something similar. But this looks just really cool. And I think it's such a nice surprise when you get something that's not just like a unique gift, but, but is you or very much personalized to you.
1: Yeah, that's what I really liked about it um, was that there was clearly thought that went into it for them to go the distance in terms of creating a bobblehead that was Harry Potter themed and had kind of the the robes and... The wand and there was a dog that came with it. I'm not sure what the purpose of the dog was, but it was cool <laughs> nonetheless.
2: You know your pet dog <laughs>
1: that you have. I guess. Maybe they offer pets that come with the uh, uh the baubles. But uh yeah, it was it was really nice and I really appreciated it.
3: Um, I wanted to recommend something. I know we chatted about a recommendation for coffee drinkers. I've got a couple of recs for tea drinkers. Um, So there is this liquid luck inspired tea by etsy creator becca's little boutique and it just seems like the perfect warm cup of tea to curl up with one of any of the book recommendations that we've made this episode the flavor is a careful blend of white and herbal tea infused with lemongrass lemon peels and ginger so it's going to be perfect Mm. for the weather getting colder if you're in the northern hemisphere Additionally, if you're looking for other tea recommendations, Adagio Teas makes a number of Harry Potter-inspired teas. So you can get character teas, um, different types of like Harry Potter references um, in tea form. They also have a lot of teas inspired by various fandoms. So you can get fandom teas for Sherlock Holmes or for Cthulhu, if you're like into HP Lovecraft, you can basically find a fandom inspired tea for just about anything that you're into. And I've everything I've ever gotten from there has been really good.
1: That sounds really good. Mm -hmm. This one is uh, an oldie, but a goodie. I think we've mentioned it on past gift guide episodes, but it's a simple and easy one. And these are uh, candles from Frostbeard Studios. So, you know, if you want to set the Harry Potter mood, uh this holiday season. Uh there's a, a couple of different ones that I think our listeners would really enjoy. The first is Christmas at the Burrow. I actually have it right here. Ooh. It's uh, cookies, cinnamon, and vanilla. So very uh Molly Weasley-esque. And uh actually anytime I'm having like a rough day, I will come up here and smell this candle just because it smells that oh, good. Nice. And then uh Christmas in the Great Hall. And let's see what else we have here. Headmaster's office. That is fireplace, cedar wood and lemon. Mm. So good. Sherbert lemon. Divination classroom.
2: It smells like me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it smells like Andrew, yeah. Incense and Earl Grey tea. Cool. It's an interesting combination, yeah. And then they have uh, pumpkin juice, which I'm guessing smells like pumpkins.
0: Well, actually, speaking of candles, I wanted to recommend... <laughs> This is random AF.
1: What does this one smell like? Mini
0: category. I don't think it smells like anything, but you know, these like prayer candles, those tall prayer candles that you see with like Jesus on it and other biblical figures. Well, We've all seen these before, like Hot Topic. Celebrity prayer candles. And those are fun to light. Like It's kind of like a good gag gift. Like Somebody got me a Bruce Springsteen one many years ago. But on Amazon, you can find a Dan Radcliffe prayer candle, a uh, Emma Watson (laughs) prayer candle. This Dan Radcliffe one is pretty funny because he's holding sort of a wand. It doesn't really look like a wand, but I suppose it's supposed to be. And he's got like a Hogwarts crest in his other hand. But these are just... It's a really fun surprise gag gift. So just find like your friend or family member's favorite Harry Potter star and buy them that prayer candle. I would totally love a Dumbledore prayer candle, by the way. And I'll light it every time you guys speak ill of him on the podcast.
3: Speaking ill of the dead, Andrew has to light his <laughs> prayer candle. I'm sorry, Dumbledore. Uh, we're going to get you one, we're going to hold you to it. And every time we crap talk Dumbledore, you're going to have to turn around. And light up the Dumbledore candle. It's going to become a new show gag. Yeah.
1: I mean, we didn't even up the lie count in the last episode. I know.
3: Oh, don't worry. It's coming.
1: <laughs> Who put this one in? That one, Whoever put this one is, oh, it's amazing.
3: I put that one in. Ugh. <laughs> well, it, the category is random AF. It is a Ministry of Magic This Way toilet decal. So you put it on the inside of your toilet lid. And it has an arrow pointing down.
0: <laughs> Amazing. This just grosses me out. I can't get behind this one. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's how do they get to the ministry?
0: They flush themselves in. It's funny. It's just I, it's something I don't want to think about.
2: To friends who update their houses for having Harry Potter friends over, this is perfect. Like Every Harry Potter fan will get that much more of a laugh when they are going to your bathroom if you have this decal up.
3: I saw this for the first time, actually, when I stayed in a Harry Potter themed Airbnb here in Atlanta, and I went to the bathroom and I opened the toilet lid and that was in there. And I was like, oh, that's a nice touch.
0: (laughs) It is great for a Harry Potter themed party, too, I would say. So next category here, this and this is getting into direct Harry Potter items official, but old Harry Potter memorabilia and i've spoken about this before i maybe on gift guides but i have to do it again if you search ebay for harry potter stuff just search on ebay harry potter memorabilia you will find endless classic harry potter memorabilia from 10 15 20 years ago you can get book release promotional materials like the boxes that were opened at midnight for midnight releases. Um you can get even like promotional bookmarks from around that time when the book was about to be released. You can find old school Hallmark Harry Potter toys which we've actually featured on our Patreon this year. At least I have in the fandom look back that we've done. You can find old Mattel made Harry Potter toys. You can find old Harry Potter Lego sets still in boxes. You can find things as random as a fluffy bobblehead. You can find Harry, Ron, and Hagrid bookends. All official stuff. All classic stuff. This stuff is just so cool, and it really brings you back to the early days of Harry Potter before all of the memorabilia was influenced by the movies. So, it's just so, even if you don't buy this stuff, I find it so fun to just look around and see all the old
2: stuff that they used to make. I feel like I'm looking through a Harry Potter museum. I'm always, that's a great way of putting it. I'm always finding new stuff that I didn't know. Oh my God, they did this like way back when. Yeah. I've said before, like Hallmark made beautiful Harry Potter merchandise.
0: They many did. of which I I still own. Some of it's like kind of broken at this point. I'm thinking to myself, hmm, maybe I should like buy yeah. this old stuff again but in better condition.
3: I still have a couple of the Christmas ornaments that Hallmark made before the movies came out. So I've got uh one of the keys from Sorcerer's Aww. Stone and I also have a Nimbus 2000 ornament. And Aww, we got those awesome. We got those in the winter of 2000, so they're old but they've held up really well.
0: Nice. Yeah, you've done a better job taking care of your things than I have
3: well i had me. i had one of the original harry potter planners for school that was <laughs> you know original artwork pre warner brothers sort of taking over and uh, i was not careful with that and actually i kind of regret it maybe i should look on here to see if i can find that planner again yeah it had beautiful artwork in it
2: In terms of, so this isn't uh, official old merchandise, but it reminds me of old merchandise because it's old drawings that are done by Mary Grand Prix. We've talked about before on the gift guide episodes, New York Puzzle Company. Um, But because it had been a while since I checked in on them, uh, I actually found five new puzzles that I don't remember the designs being on the website. So it looks like they've added more. This old artwork, which possibly existed only internally or was very rare to see uh, these pictures that are full illustrations done by Mary Grand Prix that have since been turned into these puzzles. And I think, you know, the novelty that comes from this is, first of all, as puzzles, they really succeed. Puzzle making is fun. It's a great way to socialize. But if you're unfamiliar with the art, it still has that classic feel, especially if you grew up in America with Mary Grand Prix's art, like watching it. There's something so hard hitting and nostalgic about these visions and it's a new way of interacting with them uh in making a puzzle out of them. I'm thinking about this Priory and kentatom scene between Harry yeah, and Voldemort. Yeah, this one's beautiful. Oh my gosh, even this one of Dumbledore's army um you know in in, in and and I've never ever ever seen that before. This old Me art neither. is so clearly Mary Grand Prix's work. And it's just a great way to showcase it guaranteed Your Harry Potter fan friend doesn't have this art or doesn't have a puzzle of this art. It's just like if all of us are super Harry Potter fans, there are still these items that we don't have. And New York Puzzle Company every time proves to be one of them.
0: And it does confirm in the description that these are all by Mary Grand Prix. So. In case there's any doubt, it does say it's by her.
2: Good luck with those yellow
1: pieces and the Priory <laughs> and Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, That's you got to have the right design. Otherwise, it's it's too terrifying. Yeah, but um,
1: I know I bought a ton of these puzzles a couple of years ago, and they're so much fun uh, to put together. And I th- I think we actually like were responsible for them selling out
2: um, <laughs> oh, most yeah, of we, their we puzzles a couple of holidays ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hashtag influencers. <laughs> wanted to also mention a couple of recent official Harry Potter releases first of all there was the order of the Phoenix Illustrated edition the last from Jim Kay unfortunately but that series will continue and also wanted to plug the magic of Mina Lima celebrating the graphic design studio behind the Harry Potter and Fantastic Beast films I mentioned this a few weeks ago this is a beautiful very comprehensive look at all of Mina Lima's artwork for the Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts movies, every page is really packed with detail. I was shocked by how much time you could spend on each page because they've done so much over the 20 years they've spent working on the Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts movies. And it doesn't just cover those movies. It discusses, it goes through a lot of the art for their Harry Potter spinoff work as well, just like a conference or uh, their shops
2: and the the theme parks and the list goes on. Like, here's an example of one of the pages, like even in the side of the pages is each of like the wanted posters and then the center art. Like, it's really just so amazing. And by the way, little announcement, we're excited
0: to announce that we are going to have Mina Lima themselves on MuggleCast in mid to late December. And we're going to talk to them about this book and we'll ask them some questions about their work on the Harry Potter and Fantastic Beast movies. So stay tuned for that interview like I said, in mid to late December. Very exciting. And then last but not least, category is maybe you want to help MuggleCast out. We wish we could offer some sort of Patreon gift card. Patreon doesn't offer that just yet. Hopefully they will in future years. But if you're looking for a gift for a Harry Potter fan who also loves MuggleCast, consider a subscription to the Patreon. You can just buy it with your own credit card and then give them the login, and then they'll be set. And of course, you're helping us out too, which we really appreciate.
2: You know, I just thought of this, maybe for new patrons in the winter months, I'll wear a Santa hat in my Bonjour welcome videos.
3: <laughs> oh, that's very cute. I was going to say too, plus if you subscribe for a full year, you get a little bit of a discount. So You do. It's our way of saying thanks.
0: And you'll get a physical gift or whoever you're gifting this for will get a physical gift if they pledge at the Slug Club or um, Dumbledore's Army level. In the next year and every year, you
2: know, I just thought about this and it isn't uh, supporting MuggleCast, but cameos. Uh, that's kind of oh, a new a thing one. as well. Yeah. Right. Like and several members of the Harry Potter cast and Fantastic Beasts are on there, including Dan Fogler. We gave uh, recently the gift <laughs> recently the gift of a Dan Fogler cameo uh, and. <laughs> And he obliged. Um, so cameos are another great way, uh, kind of out of the mainstream to surprise a a friend of yours who's a fan, who's a geek, with uh some unexpected uh welcome messages and messages um from these celebrities.
0: Prices vary, but you can <laughs> yeah. buy one from uh Bonnie Wright, Rowan GoTabed, who was on the show a few weeks ago, actually. Oh, he was awesome. Chris Rankin, James Phelps. Sean Biggersaff, Josh Herdman, Jamie Whalett. Anybody want a message from Jamie Whalett? You can't hold $200 for Jamie Whalett.
3: He's only charging it because people pay for it. Yeah. Josh Herdman's 85 though. What? I mean, like,
0: okay, whatever. Sean Biggersaff's 50 Chris Rankin's 35 Oh, Chris. You're right, though. Devin Murray is also on the list. So, like I said, prices vary. Oh, David Bradley. Oh. Tom Felton. Tom Felton's price you though. Anybody want to guess Tom Felton's price?
3: $400. More?
0: 6. 5. Mike was right, 600. Wow. Whew. But he's he's probably the biggest star at yeah. least in in this list.
3: The cameo from Dan Fogler was worth every penny. Oh, yeah. He he is someone if you book one from him, he will he will put his all into giving you a very unique video. So
0: We have to mention uh, Miriam Margulies as well, right? Oh. We have about her videos. It, you can actually click into each of these people and see the type of videos that they do, which is helpful. So then you can decide if it's worth getting a video or not.
1: She's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I know you interviewed her, Eric.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So that's everything we had this time. Don't forget, of course, to check out our previous gift guide episodes. We have episode 444 from 2019 with special guest, The Potter Collector, talking about official Harry Potter items. Then we had episode 493, December 8th, 2020, talking about the best fan-made Harry Potter merchandise. And then episode 540, November 23rd, 2021, with more fan-made items. And that was also a Muggle Mail episode, and then of course we have this one. So lots of ideas for everybody for the Harry Potter fan in their life, in their life, or maybe you're looking for ideas
2: for people to get you. Yeah, I love that we do this every year. It is a lot of fun, and I think it really does. Uh, from the feedback we get, really helps people.
1: It helps us out too when we do the uh, the holiday uh, gift exchange. Absolutely.
2: All right. Well, this
0: was fun. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this extra episode of MuggleCast. And we'll be back next week with chapter by chapter. We'll look at chapters three and four of Chamber of Secrets. Until next time. Goodbye.
2: Bye. 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 Bye.